Okay, let's see if we can get this going. That was, uh, this is roughly, and I'm not kidding you, maybe take 15. <laughs> you might be saying, dude, like, really? It's not this complicated. It is uh, when your phone starts buzzing. It is when your cat starts uh, climbing up your back. It is when your stomach starts gurgling. It is when uh, you got the alarm for medicine time, the whole nine yards. Anyway, this is just how life is because life happens this way, right? That's the whole thing about this show is about life happening. And people don't normally share all the weird stuff that happens in their lives. We just go through life thinking, oh, man. In fact, let me adjust this, adjust this a little bit better. We go through lives thinking, oh, everybody else's life is perfect, but it's me. You know, my life's just a little bit messed up, but that's something that we don't talk about because if we say that to somebody else and suddenly we have this chink in our armor, you know what I'm talking about. It's the uh, the ruse that we all go through in life that everybody's life is just doing fantastic. You go on Facebook and you see people putting a picture of their house up and, and their all their cars and their vacation homes and everything's wonderful. It ain't wonderful. <laughs> it's like everybody else's. We all have problems, man. So uh, here on Finding Subjects Podcast, we'll tell you about if you got a problem or not. <laughs> and I have a lot of problems. Man, my back has been killing me. I don't know if you remember about a year ago, year and a half ago, I got that procedure done where they went in there and uh, I guess cauterized one of the nerve endings. They burn it and it's coming through the between the disc. Oh, I'm sorry if I should have put a, a uh, trigger there. If you don't like that type of gross stuff, my back's killing me though. That's all. And then something's happening like further on up. It's just a continuation. So, man, it passed a week and a half. I've been dreaming of a, of a masseuse coming and just doing something magical and working, fixing me. And I have my wife walking on my back and my kids and, and massages and nothing's working. So I think I'm going to have to end up going to uh, a medical professional. So we'll see. Besides all that, everything else is cool. We're at episode 100, and, you know, I was thinking about what to talk about on the big episode, the big milestone of 100. Well, all I could keep on thinking in my head um, was thank you. And there's a there's a certain, well, there's a song, honestly, by, uh, you already know it, probably by Led Zeppelin called Thank You. But Chris Cornell um, from Soundgarden, uh, I don't know if anyone knows him, but, man, if you don't, you should. Uh, incredibly talented individual. But he has a an LP out called uh, Soundbook. It's an acoustic uh, compilation of a lot of songs that Chris did um, with just him and his guitar, and he would travel around when he wasn't with Soundgarden. Uh, Chris is no longer with us. Uh, may his soul rest in peace. But what a talent. But on there, he does a cover of uh, Thank You by Led Zeppelin. And man, I just love that version you know, here's one of those pipe dreams of mine. I always talk about something I've never done in all the bands that I've been in. I've never sat there with my acoustic in front of anyone and sang a song. And I know that sounds crazy, especially, you know, being uh, in bands, being a guitarist, you know, a very average guitarist, mind you, and a very average singer, mind you. But uh, I've never done that. And I kind of envy people who can sit there and do that. Now you'd be like, well, dude, what's your problem? Like, why won't you? And again, we'll go segue into something that men don't talk about. But honestly, you know, social anxiety, man. 
And then you're going to say, dude, seriously, you're doing a podcast and you're talking to thousands of people. Yeah, I know, but I'm sitting here in my little makeshift studio and no one's in front of me and I really don't care if I make a mistake where I do if it's a, a music thing, you know? And uh, so uh, some former members of my band or the, it's not my band per se, but uh, former members of the band that I was in have been posting little video snippets up on uh, Facebook you know, them playing guitar and stuff. And I'm like, man, it's kind of cool. And am I going to do that? I don't know. But Songbook has been one of my favorite albums for a while, along with uh, Alice in Chains' unplugged versions of many different songs, Rooster and, uh, you know, well, it just, I just like the whole album, right? So is that ever going to happen? I don't know. But I never thought episode 100 was going to happen either, right? So it's on my bucket list. It's on my things to do list. And, you know, I can tell you I'm feeling what's happening here. Um, and I'm going to get to that in a second. It's about age. It's about life. Um, I'm becoming very aware of um, I'm middle-aged, right? I'm in my late, uh, yeah, whoa, late 50s. And... I just never thought about age before. I would just go through life and I dealt with whatever card was in front of me. You know, we talk about our health situations. We talk about family, our kids. And, you know, our lives can get extremely consumed just by that. That's enough, right? And then we don't think about ourselves. Parents understand what I'm talking about in regards to that. You're a talk. Oh, sorry. You're talking kindergarten. Then you're talking grade school, then middle school, then high school, then suddenly you're talking um, colleges. Then suddenly you're talking grad school. Then you're talking, you know, job and, and careers. And you're talking about it, and it's not even about you. It's about your kids. And then suddenly that's all happening, or, you know, gr the grind is going in life, and that's their world. And you get separated more and more just because of they're older, and they have their lives to live. And you step back. And watch it. And yes, there's an incredible amount of reward there. You're like, yeah, man, you know, they're not totally as crazy as me, but they're going to be fine. <laughs> My kids are not crazy. God bless them. They've accomplished more uh, in their short lives so far than I have ever. But, you know, what is an accomplishment, right? We always shortchange ourselves in regards to the things that we do, the task that we do. Again, back to episode 100. Thank you. From that song, from Chris Cornell's version of Led Zeppelin's Thank You. And I, if you get the opportunity, go check that out. I love that song. Not only um, just because he, the way he plays it, just the pauses that he puts in there, um, the voice range, he starts low. And his range is incredible high. Uh, just one of my favorite versions of that song. And I can't get it out of my head for some reason, especially with thinking about this uh, episode of 100 and then thinking about you. Um, I sit here weekly and I have these conversations with this person that's uh, sitting in front of me and I envision wherever you might be. You might be on a plane, in a car, uh, who knows, uh, exercising, working, just kicking back in your house, um, eating dinner or breakfast or whatever. And man, I, I really, I, I really love that we have this time together and that you take the time to... Um, Honor me, man, by by allowing me into your into your life and having a conversation with you. Even though I don't hear you back, I say things purposely 
to hopefully get you thinking and, I, I'm, and to get you thinking about your own life. Because I think that we don't do that very often, like I was just talking about with my kids. My life has been wrapped up in my children for the past 25 years. And that's okay. That's a good thing. But suddenly I find myself um, this empty nester guy, somewhat, because I still have uh, one of my daughters is living here, um, but possibly not for long. And, and I, it, got, it has me thinking, and it has had me thinking for the past year or so since I started this, this podcast about what about me? What about my life? What about purpose, legacy, um, and then what I enjoy. But most importantly, what about uh, getting busy living life and living life hard? And when I say living life hard, I mean living life with purpose and meaning and emotion instead of just going through the grind and going through the motion and vegging out and watching Netflix, making a murderer, by the way. Holy cow. We have to talk about that sometime. Yeah, my sister-in-law says I'm, I'm like five years too late. Five years too late tone on that. Behind the ball, but what a show. Making a murderer. Check it out. It's crazy. We'll talk about that another time. But So here I am. I'm just extremely thankful for you. And again, trying to stir your memory. Your, your, not your memory, but your, your thinking process. Because... I personally thought, what a waste it would be. And it's my biggest fear. I, I've talked to you about that before, is just being on my deathbed, if I have that opportunity to be on my deathbed and to be contemplating anything. Uh, but to be there and totally regretting the things that I should have done or wanted to do and just didn't get the opportunity to do it. There's a couple on there that are, that, you know, things on that list that, you know, I always say I don't have regrets. There's a couple small ones, man. Um, maybe things to be said to different people and, you know, maybe things to do that I never had the opportunity to do. Or maybe I did and I was, uh, you know, too shy or too afraid or too scared. Um, but now, you know, you're older in life and, you know, those people know that you cared about them and loved them. And, and those... Uh, if they did something for you, they know you're thankful for it. But I just think about this. I guess I got a little bit too much time on my hands, but this is the stuff that I think about. So I'm not feeling fragile in regards to that. Like life is fragile and dude, you know, you're going to go every day or any time now. And, um, but it is, you know, life is a, a, a big question mark that I think we should take it a little bit more important, at least me, uh, with a little bit more meaning. Because, again, we don't know when that's it. So that's the purpose of this show. It's just to stir our imaginations, just talk about those types of things and to share all this type of stuff. Because, honestly, man, like my friends, we'd never talk about any of this stuff. We'd be talking football, motocross, cars, engines, you know, uh, you know, uh, carburetors, uh, mu again, music, all different types of things, but certainly not emotions. <laughs> Because guys don't talk about this kind of stuff. But it's important. I think it's really important. And I know that everybody 
thinks about the things I'm thinking about. They just do it out, don't do it out loud. So I'll do it. I volunteer. I'll be that guy. So here we are. Um, and what, what forced me, not, nothing forced me, but what coerced me to start thinking this way about thanking, you know, being thankful for this episode for 100 out of all the things I could sat here and talked about why this. So, um, just, you know, being in pain with the back lately, (laughs) you know, like, oh my God, I wish I was, uh, I wish things were better. Like I could walk around and get outside right now. And, and then I was thankful that I could. And then this weekend, my wife gets this huge box out and she says, uh, this is my, this is my task for this weekend. And I'm just like shaking my head. I'm like, no, not that. It's, it wasn't curtains. I, I, I have these things in life that I just, uh, I don't know what it is to me. It's like nails down a chalkboard, putting curtains up. Can't stand it. Can you help me put these curtains up? That goes back to when I was a kid with my mom. No, I cannot do it. I, I, I refuse to do it. There's something about it that I can't stand. Uh, but it wasn't that. It was the box of photographs. And when I say box of photographs, folks, um, I'm talking thousands of photographs. And prior to moving here in this new place, I threw out, and I'm not kidding you, I don't know the number, but if you take photographs and you put them all together and like stack them all together and hold them like, you know, like a deck of baseball cards, so a deck of photographs, and as big as your hand can go, both hands as if you're like tackling a Whopper, not a Whopper Junior, but like a full Whopper or a Big Mac. I probably thrown out at least 50 to 100 stacks of, of photographs before we even moved. And you could be like, well, what the heck did you take pictures of? What did you throw away? A lot of it was animals. A lot of it was landscape and scenery, um, vacation spots, that type of stuff. Boom, all went away. Or photographs of people I didn't know. Uh, you know, from different sporting events and stuff. Me always trying to hone the skill of photography. Uh, went in the trash, man. And that was hard to get rid of that. And so what we're left with were are uh, a ton of photographs of friends and family, um, of photos of myself and my wife, of our kids, um, of hockey, hockey on my teams, hockey on teams I've coached, um, different works, uh, different jobs I've had. Uh, airport, post office, uh, the other, another career that I'm into, that I was into, um, all these photographs needed to be organized. And I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't know about that. And so she goes, no, I'm good. I, I'm just, I just really want to get through this. And, uh, I have these boxes. I want to organize all this. So she did, <clears throat> excuse me. And she said something to me that I really took to heart. It was nice. She goes, you really love your photography. You always have. And I just, I just thought that was a very nice compliment because I do. And yes, I always have. And why? Out of all the hobbies that we can pick, here I am, you know, choosing podcasting to communicate with you, but also photography. Now, why? To me, photography is like stealing time. Okay? And I'm always, I've always been aware of time and the ticking of time as we progress through life. However, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a subliminal thing, but the act of taking a photograph freezes that moment forever. And I was always very aware of that. 
And I think it's kind of cool. It's very deep. But there's always been something about me to freeze a moment in time and save that forever. And then someday you bring it out and you look at it and you're back there. It's like time travel. Another thing I've always been fascinated about. I don't own a TARDIS, but I would like one. <laughs> TARDIS is from Doctor Who. It's a, it's a phone booth. You get in that and you can go wherever you want. It's a pretty cool time machine. But photography, photography has always done that for me. And I, man, I just love that. So as my wife was uh, sitting there organizing a lot of these photographs, she's laughing hysterically. And now my daughter's over there and they're laughing. And I seem to be the object of their laughter. <laughs> <laughs> which is it's no surprise, folks, because I, I'm going to be straight up with you. If you don't know it by now, I was a very impulsive and you, I mean, some people will call it crazy, insane. I just did a lot of nutty stuff because it was fun and I had a blast and I, I lived each day like that. Like I, I, I'm sorry, I keep hitting this microphone stand. I didn't get intimidated by a lot of different rules. Now, you know, I, I don't encourage anyone to break the law. And these are nothing, uh, um, you know, that would be harmful to anyone. It's just doing stuff. It was just living life, living life large. And I looked at some of the pictures that they're laughing about. And she's like, okay, well, here, here's some pictures. You know, you need to organize all of these. I'm like, well, what's in there? Okay. Here's your, I'm sorry again, I'm hit, I'll, I got a desk load full of wires is what's happening. It's really a mess and I should organize this a little bit better, but I didn't. So she goes, you have a pile of karate from all your people from karate. Then you have a pile of motocross from everybody that you went riding with in the different uh, places that you guys go away to for the weekends and enter these different races. And then is, uh, here we go, hockey. Now, here's the, the team from Canada that you played with. And then here's your local teams. And then here's the teams you coached. And then here's just regular stupid hockey pictures, you know. And then different places that we've gone to to look at different hockey games. So there's your different five sub-segments, sub-sections, sub-categories there. Um, then we go on to band. Okay, and then here's these band pictures. Then here's band pictures of when you were in the studio. And then here's uh, pictures of when you were in the studio with these people. And it went on and on and on. And I sat back and you know what I thought about? Mustaches were horrible. <laughs> like in the 80s, mustaches were horrible, man. I do not look good in a mustache. Why did I have a mustache? It looked like two hairy caterpillars crawled up on both sides of my face and, and just stayed there. Like we're staying right here under your nose and we're not even going to meet in the middle. You can put your finger right there, right in the middle. We're not going to meet there. And somehow this is going to look good because everybody in the 80s wore the same mustache. Uh, just ridiculous looking mustache, man. I look like, like Gomez Adams from the Adams family. <laughs> like what? That's a bad mustache. That's all I kept saying was, that's a bad mustache, dude. <laughs> but it's there. And my daughter looks at me and she's like, yo, dad, Photoshop, Photoshop. I'm like, how do you Photoshop thousands? There, there's something I would do if I hit the lottery. I would just employ somebody 
See all these photographs here, these 10,000 photographs of me and doing all these stupid things. Photoshop them. Get my mustache out of there. <laughs> it's bad, man. And then my hair is everywhere. I got, uh, you know, I got a lot of you have never seen me, but, you know, my hair, I had Je Uncle Jesse hair from Full House. My hair was, was big, man. It was everywhere. And it was long. It was just this big old head. <laughs> By the way, I'm getting my ears lowered today. I got to get a haircut today. But it's it's just funny, man, that the looks that we have over the years, I'm looking at this and my kids are laughing. My wife and my, my daughter's laughing. And I did have, I was the man of a million looks. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? They're like, oh my God, dad. And not only that, like the different, shapes that I was in. You know, I had the husky look a little bit when I was a kid. Then in my teens, early 20s, I was just a, a, a husky guy. I was a bigger guy. And then suddenly really trimmed down, you know, from my, ow, sorry about that. I don't know, like, uh, let's call it 22s to, to, to kind of like 35, 36. Great shape. Fantastic shape. Best shape of my life where you can actually see Ab muscles, because normally I hide them from the world purposely. I don't want to cause a, you know, a riot. <laughs> Christ. Oh, man. Listen, you know I'm joking around about that type of stuff. But seriously, um, <clears throat> just hilarious looking at all, all these photographs. And then I kind of step back, and she's like, okay, you got all that? I said, yeah, I'll take care of all this. Give me the whole friend pile. And then looking at the different groups of friends. You know, friends from work, friends from that spun off from the band, friends from school. Uh, and then I'm looking even deeper and broke it down into even to uh, even more categories. And it just hit me, man, that like. I'm so I'm so blessed. I, I'm just so blessed. And almost feel like not worthy to have so many people. And so many things that happened in my life. And again, it just went back to the word thank you. Thank you to God for allowing me to be the crazy me that maybe had a lot to do with meeting these people, maybe had a lot to do with them, I don't know, liking me. You know, we always trash ourselves inside. We always bash ourselves and like, yeah, hey, you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. And like everybody else, I fought that my whole life. And But my voice is kind of loud. We're like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see about that. And I would just do it. I would just get it done, whatever it was, just being persistent, okay to go against the crowd. And man, that comes from God. That, that internal voice that sometimes we can't silence, you can do this that positive voice that a lot of us don't listen to. It gets drowned out by the negative loop. And when I say a, a loop is a recording that continues that message, you can't do this, man. Like, you know, just move on to something else. It would be easier. You know, it's going to be too complicated to do this. I'm having that conversation right now with my daughter and she has no lack of confidence, either of my, my kids or my wife. Um, but it's just words of encouragement that, if these tasks that you guys are attempting to do right now, and you have been attempting to do for the past year, anything worthwhile doing takes a lot of work. If not, everybody would be doing it 
and it wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be an accomplishment that you could be proud of. And um, it certainly was the case with this show, episode 100. So I found myself extremely thankful uh, looking at all these photographs, laughing at myself, because that's, I'm, I'll be honest with you, that was the whole weekend. I was uh, a lot of laughter at my expense because that, that mustache, this is horrible, man. <laughs> it's like, and then when I, there's times where I shaved it off. I'm like, yes, yeah, dude. Like you took the razor to it. And I'll be straight up, you know, a lot of why I wore it, why I was on air. Because my wife's like, you have such a baby face, a young face. Get a mustache. Wear the mustache. She loved the mustache. I didn't love the mustache. <laughs> so if that's all I got to complain about in those pictures, I'm, I'm doing okay. But seriously, it's all about thank you. 100 episodes, not knowing what I was doing in the beginning, thinking that you had to be a professional to be doing this. Um, and again, you know, I had a guy review the show not too long ago, and he did a great job, and I'm very thankful that he did it. And, you know, what I learned from that show is slow down a little bit, get right to the heart of what you're talking about. No commercials, any of that kind of crap in there if you're not getting paid for them. And just get to it. Just talk to the people. Get to the meat and potatoes, as he said. But the one thing I totally disagree with him in regards to is the name of what I do, this hobby. You know, we call it a podcast. It's a talk show. Okay, I don't care what you say or who you are. It's a talk show. Because I'm sitting here talking to you. The only difference between it, it's not broadcast on the radio. And it's a talk, it's a talk show that anytime you want to listen to it, you can just tune in. I listened to something last night um, on my, my phone. I started off with a couple of podcasts. I listened to uh, Raul Reese. I don't know if anybody ever heard from him, heard of him. Uh, he's, a, he's a minister out of California. And he puts things in perspective a lot. And then it segued right to Dr. Charles Stanley uh, from In Touch Ministries. These guys will have a topic and then they'll start talking about it. And it makes a lot of sense to me. It always speaks to the heart. And is that the way God speaks to me sometimes through his words or through others? Possibly. But that took me way back to the beginning of, you know, first uh, encountering my, my health adversities and how good I felt and how much direction it gave me. Uh, to hear that. So as I listen to that, I also, uh, what happens is, I guess it's kind of like, it's like in a rotation. It, it went on to another podcast that I just accidentally downloaded. <laughs> and this guy's talking about Star Trek, but he's rambling. He's just rambling about all the details. Okay, yeah, and this person played this. And if you look on IMDb, you would find this, that. There was no purpose, rhyme or reason to anything he was saying, but I looked at the, uh, the show, and it was just about putting people to sleep, <laughs> which I thought was, yeah, he's doing that. He's, he's got it down. And I thought to myself, how do you, here's me worrying, make sure you make a point. Make sure you, get, you, know, you entertain. Make sure you, there's a message behind your madness when you're done. And then I encountered this guy and I woke up to him and spoke like, wow, <laughs> like, and he's got a ton of listens. So whatever we're put on this earth to do, um, he's per serving his purpose and hopefully I'm serving mine a little bit is to just say things to you and to each other. And when I speak to you, you know this already, I'm speaking to myself as well. It's to live life. It's just to embrace every second, man because it is so fragile.
we don't even know how, how fragile it is. And I'm going to segue into something the next episode. I'm going to mix a little bit of tragedy with life awareness. Um, I'm thinking about doing it because I learned of something recently that I can go and man, it's an impactful place. Um, and simultaneously, it just talks about how life is full of, you know, instances that can, can change our lives instantaneously. Did, I, did that sound right? Well, two uses of the word instant that quick in a sentence. Not good, Tony. Anyway, thank you. Episode 100, we made it. I'm going to keep going. I'm not quitting. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint some of you, <laughs> but uh, I really enjoy doing this. So I'm very thankful for um, the inspiration that I can only say had to come from God because I prayed on this for a long time uh, to just be able to talk and to find a hobby that made me feel that I was connecting with others, especially globally. Um, just such a cool medium to be able to do that, man. I just, I just love the opportunity to sit here and talk to you. It's like we're talking as friends and I see it no other way. Uh, you could be friends, family, um, people that I've met, people that I may never have met, but, um, Together, we have these conversations, and I think that kind of brings us together right there. Oh, by the way, um, I'm out of Instagram jail. That was something. So what I did was, I already told you, I just kicked to the curb a lot of people that followed me, then I followed them, then they deleted me. It's like for this, this number game or something like that. I, homie, don't play that here, man. Like, I'm going to boot you. If you don't follow me back, I'm going to boot you. So I did that, and I did it to like 400 people. And then I got terminated by uh, Instagram. They put me in Instagram jail and they said I used the app to do that, which I did not. So uh, I, I sat there manually like an idiot and took a, you know an hour and a half to do it. And my reward, they kicked me off and don't even try to contact them. They don't care. It's a bot, man. It's, it's, a, it's an algorithm that is not even human. It just it, it comes up. It senses that. He used an app for that, and then that's it, man. You're banned, and they're not answering you back. They don't care. But here's the whole thing. Does it even matter? No, okay? It doesn't matter. So I had a two weeks and a two and a half weeks away from Instagram. No big deal. Um, so, again, you can find my pictures if you ever are interested. FindingSubjects.com. If you just want the uh, episodes to listen to and you're not really uh, too computer savvy and you don't want to go to a special app or like iTunes or iHeartRadio, any of those things, Pandora, Amazon, um, you can just go to findingsubjects.org or just go to findingsubjects.com, go to the top and you can find the menu where you can listen to all the episodes uh, past. So thank you for all of that. Do I want to just kick out of here right now? There's nobody cutting me off, right? It's, it's a half hour. I got more time talk about that so oh what i want to tell you was uh, i got my covid shot i don't know if i uh, had told you that earlier in the show yeah there's one of the perks of uh having a health problem right when you're when your health problem comes up on the list of oh by the way if you're in this little category and you have one of these diseases uh, you can go right ahead to the front of the line so hooray <laughs> it's like that's an, that's an award you don't want to win but anyway got my uh First COVID shot, uh, we stood in line for that. Man, my back was killing me, leaning against the wall. It was nuts. Talk about social distancing. There was no social distancing. I, I was just, I had a mask on. I had my hoodie up over my head. People were looking at me. I looked like the kid from South Park with the hoodie up. And I didn't care, man. 
And then people are having these conversations and they run into each other. Oh, I haven't seen you in such a long time. And they start talking about their grandkids and gnocchis and lasagna. And I'm like, get away from me, all of you. And I had my head buried into the wall. Like it was like, it was crazy. But it lasted for like, because it was the first day it opened up. I don't know, a couple hours. Honestly, God, I, you know, I'm kneeling on the floor. I'm sitting on the floor. I got my shot. It was painless. It was easy. And then they all, all, what they do is they sign you up right then and there for your second shot. So we got that coming up. Um, I didn't turn green. I don't have a, you know, like, you know, an alien scales on me or a super long alien tongue. I kind of got a long tongue. <laughs> it's not, a, not Gene Simmons worthy though, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's happening nothing you know there's no neuro tracers in there that from bill gates you know and they can track everywhere i'm going to go hey if anything i hope it makes me smarter i i would love to be able to have a shot and then suddenly wake up the next day and be fluent in 30 languages that's coming someday upload anything you want but imagine that instead of college educations you can just upload it it's like cerebral college C squared. Yeah. Ah, that'd be a moneymaker. And I'm, I'm probably thinking way too humbly. What would you pay for a four-year degree upload? <laughs> well, you got some colleges out there that are charging about $250,000 for a four-year degree. Would you just pay that up front and have it right away? I think it's coming if it's not already here. Maybe a little sci-fi? Hey, what is it that Albert Einstein says? Imagination is sometimes more important than knowledge, right? I could see that. The value of that? Hmm. Like, how's Jason Bourne know everything he knows? It was chemically induced, was it? You don't just suddenly know to speak five, six, seven different languages. <laughs> I know it's a movie. Listen, we're just going off a little bit here. Hey, have a great day. Hope you were entertained. Got you thinking a little bit. I can't stop thinking about that now. Like instant engineer. For $300,000, you could be an engineer. How about a pilot? Wouldn't you like to be a pilot? Yep, $200,000. How about uh, whatever, you name it. Like I said, you know, a guitarist, a concert pianist, $300,000. Would you pay it? I'd do that. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to afford it. I'd hope, to, I'd hope there'd be some kind of, Financial assistance. <laughs> yeah, I want to. <laughs> I want to be a really good singer, um, but I only got thirty-eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, come back when you got a uh, hundred and fifty thousand dollars more, man. Like this could be something. It really could be something. And I think it's just a wave of the future. There's why wouldn't you be able to uh, upload something like that? They're they're going to figure it out if they already haven't. You know, just how our memories are stored. And oh, yeah, I think we got something going on. Could be millionaires. By the way, how uh, interesting is that? What's happening with the stock market right now? GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond stock, just like going through the roof. People are making fortunes and what's going to happen with that? I'm rambling now. <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Episode 100. It's all about being thankful. And I'm so thankful and grateful for all of you out there. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, hey, turn me on to somebody else and say, hey, do you ever hear this guy talk? He's uh, nonsensical, but sometimes he makes sense. But I appreciate it. Uh, any listens that we get to. All right. I will see you at 101, the next show. 
Uh, thanks again for everything. I really appreciate it. Check out that song by Chris Cornell, that version of Led Zeppelin's Thank You. Man, it's just great. In fact, um, the whole songbook LP, it's just really good by Chris Cornell. Blessed with a fantastic voice and guitar talent and gone way, way too soon. That's all I got. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic weekend and a day. Uh, be safe out there. Follow COVID protocols. We'll get through this together. See ya. Take care. Bye.